Deep Shot Podcast, episode seventy-one. A little bit different of an intro, right here, Jake. What? Who? Who is a uh, whose podcast is this? Dude, I don't know. Is it ours? I mean, I was thinking before we started the show. I was like, every single like back in the day of the out of play sports podcast and the Puzzle Pod, throwing it back way back. Mm-hmm, the Puzzle podcast, Pod. The Puzzle Pod was goaded back in the day, but every single time we recorded, there was always a constant. That was Garrison. That was Garrison doing, you know, the intros and the bridges and all that. So, I mean, it's kind of new, but, you know, Caleb, I think we were built for this. All right. And we were uh, built for this. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm fired up. So, first things first, you know, well, episode 71. Homer podcast. Yeah. 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 Who, who, whose podcast? Whose is this? What episode is this? Whose episode? Episode 71, the Rick Leonard episode. Uh, I've never heard of him. I mean, a Falcons fan. I mean, I'm, one of the biggest Falcons fans I know. Never heard of Rick Leonard, but uh, he is a offensive lineman, six seven three ten with mm. the Florida State. I mean, he was there for the glory days, you know, of going you know four and eight and five and seven. So he's a proven <laughs> winner. He's a proven winner. I mean, Rick Leonard sounds like the manager of Publix, not an NFL guy. I'm just saying, <laughs> he does sound like a manager of Publix. There's no question about that. Or like a used car salesman. Yeah, this yeah, is Rick Leonard yeah. down at uh down at Leonard Toyota. Come down here and get fifty five percent APR financing. I'd buy <laughs> I'd buy a truck off Rick Leonard. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely gonna do things All right, so we're gonna go to our homerism as we always do, and we're gonna talk about the disappointing, I must say, news out of Braves front office, the rumor mill. Um you know, we're in the midst of lockdown right now anyways, and you know, we're not getting games or anything like that. They've already pushed back spring training. P's and C's should have been pit- – they should have been out there by now. Right? Yeah. We're not getting that because, you know, all this nonsense, I guess you want to call it. But in the midst of this, the Braves, the reigning World Series champs that we all on this podcast love, the captain. I would say he's the captain of the team. Is that, For sure. is that in the – For sure. Freddie Freeman is rumored to not come back to Atlanta. Because I think it's because they won't give him the sixth year and he can go get that out elsewhere. I also think mm-hmm. he might want to go back to L.A. I think that's – I'm right there with you, Caleb. If people are throwing, like, the Yankees in there and I don't see him moving to New York, I think if he want, if he's going to leave Atlanta, I think he's going to L.A. or Little Sleeper, maybe the Angels. I mean, I think if they could have Trout, Freeman, and Otani, I mean – that's three really good damn baseball players, and they can turn a thing around in just like that. Um, but yeah, if I, if I had to bet, it's probably going to be the Dodgers. The Dodgers, they're free spending. They have done it before, and they're going to throw the bag at them. And I, I actually read something um, at lunch today, and it was talking about um, right in 2020, we could have uh, Freddie wanted six years, 180. Six years, 180, and we did not give it to him. We were so we were going to renegotiate once his contract ends, and Bad that's idea. a key point because if we could get him for six years, for well, I mean, I guess the six years is an issue now. But if we could sign him for thirty million dollars a year, right, like right now, we'd be jumping all over that. Um, because one thing oh, you got to yeah. consider is you said it perfect. He's our captain. He's our cornerstone. He's been our first baseman for I mean forever. I mean, I remember when I was a we drafted him out of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. I mean, he, he's a he is a Atlanta Brave. And I, just, I remember like one of my first memories ever hearing about uh, Freddie Freeman. This just throws back to how long ago he how long he's been a Brave. It's I was playing wiffle ball in my neighbor's backyard. And one of them mentioned, yeah, Freddie Freeman's going to be the guy after Adam LaRoche. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a while ago. Holy cow. Yeah, he's been a long he's been around for a long time. I mean, you got to think this guy's. He's been starting the MLB since what 22, 23, and he's thirty two, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, ten plus so. for sure. Um, but you know, it also. I mean, if we're going to talk about Freddie, I think we need to talk a little bit about the Braves in the next step. Like, if we don't get Freddie, I think we got to get Matt Olson. I think that's that's definitely what's going. You know, floating around the Twitter sphere. Um, in the last couple of days, it's like, well, Freddie's gone. Let's make a trade. Let's get Matt Olson over here. He's young. He can hit. Um. I, mean, I I would be okay with that, but obviously, I want my guy back. I want I want Freddie back. You know, when we're talking about Freddie, I actually you think it's the Dodgers? I think it's the Angels. I think that is it is a sell done deal. If he doesn't come back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. it will be with the Angels. I think that's the only place he leaves for. Um, and, and 
you know, it's just because they've been throwing cash around too, and they're looking for star power. Like they're begging for star power yeah. at this point out there. And you know, I don't know what they could do to replace him. I like the Matt Olson idea. You got a home run threat. Um, we keep the same, you know, hitting the ball of the park production. You know, you won't get the same on base percentage and stuff like that. I mean, you can't replace Freddie Freeman overnight mm-hmm. like that. You're gonna have, to have other guys step up. Maybe we can spend money elsewhere, you know, revitalize. I don't know. I mean, what do we, we need a catcher? That, that's probably uh, – well, no, we don't really need a catcher. He's back next year, right? He's back next year, but, I mean, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool with Travis. I'm cool with running back with yeah. Travis. I like Travis. Yeah. Another yeah. name to float out there um, outside of Matt Olson. I've also been seeing some Miguel Sano. First baseman for the Twins. Dude has killer power. I mean, he can go for 40 homers. Um, I wouldn't be – opposed to bringing him in if we aren't able to work something out with freddie um yeah but it's just it's gonna be weird going to the ballpark and not seeing number five like that's that's gonna no be kidding. weird it's gonna be weird but one thing it's to take really away weird. from this if he does leave it's tough after we just won the world series but in a way it um i would um i'd rather see us win a world series and freddie freeman go away than see seven more years of freddie freeman and we never win a world series you know, like the last, if he is gone, the last home run that we'll ever see from Freddie Freeman was in game six of the World Series to take down the Astros and win it. I mean, like, yeah, obviously, obviously I want to see Freddie back. But if that is it, if that is it, and the last time we saw Freddie was him, you know, catching the, the ball that had the last out to win the World Series, first one since 95. I mean, it's a, it's, it's not going to be easy to live with, but it's kind of like a, you know, close the book on Freddie Freeman if, if that is the case. Well, I mean, he's a Braves Hall of Famer for sure. I don't think that's whether he comes back or not. I mean, he's the guy. But, I mean, if you really want to talk about the deal, he wants – he's 32. He wants a six-year deal. He's not going to – he's going to be – we're going to be in the, the shithole for him when he's 37, 38 in that deal if we even keep him that one. Um, if he was a shorter deal, maybe I would be more, you know, like, come on, we got to get this guy. But that lengthy of time, it might be just the right time to move on from him. Like, I, what, are you going to get a better time? Because you're not going to be able to do anything else. I think Freddie's still going to be um, at least solid when he's 38. Oh, yeah. I, I think he you will. Th- yeah, and yeah, probably. I'm getting – Is he going to be worth 40 mil a year when he's 38 years old? I mean, that's that's definitely the question. Uh, that's definitely the question. Yeah, I, I see where Liberty Media is coming from, like in their like pause to you know throw in the bag, I guess, because of that sixth year. Um, but I think here's my thing: if we're willing to give him five, and him be our guy when he's thirty-seven, what's thirty-eight? You know, like in Liberty Media, it's not like back in the day um, when Turner owned the Braves, and it was really just one guy making decisions. That's the thing about baseball: there's no cap. Okay, no cap. Um, so. Liberty Media should be able to throw together enough money to be like, well, if at 38 he's not good, well, we can eat it. I mean, we we can do that. I mean, they, their pockets are lined pretty nice. Um, I think they'd mm-hmm. be able to eat it. Yeah, they, you know, you'd like to see the cash cow kind of spread the wealth a little bit more than what they do. You know, they mm-hmm. they they turn a really good profit off the Braves, and they don't nearly put that money back into them. Like they 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 could still afford. Uh, like honestly and truly, if you look at the books, last time I looked at the books was like two years ago, but it's got we just got injected with more money because of a World Series. They could definitely afford to spend a hundred million dollars this offseason, no question. Yeah, for no sure, question. for sure. There, there is no doubt about that. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, mean, just, I look at teams, you know, like the Yankees and the Dodgers, and you know, apparently the the Angels as well. <laughs> um, willing to give them that six, and I'm like, come on, like if they're gonna do it, let's do it, like. If they're going to do it, like right. it'd be one thing if nobody else in the MLB is, you know, they're all, if everybody was like, ooh, sixth year, I don't know. But the fact that it seems like it's just us, that's what doesn't sit well with me because it just, yeah. I feel like this is something that we could have got done. I wish we would have gotten it done. Yeah, that's how it's going to go down. Yeah, we should have got it done earlier. It never should have gotten this point. We should have just sat in there while we had them, get them at the market price then, and you're always better off. And in hindsight, a World Series in his second year of his extension, you don't care what the rest of the extension looks like at that point. Nope. Nope. No question. No question. And also another thing to think about when we're talking to the Braves payroll and, you know, who we're paying everything. We have to mention that Ozzie Albies and Ronald Acuna are on two of the most play team. The biggest value deals deals in in baseball. Yes, there's no question. I can't. 
I'll, I can't exactly remember what Aussies was. And I know it was like, it was like, was it like seven years just shy of 35 million? 35? Okay. Yeah, that's right. And I know Ronald was 10, 100. So, I mean, both of them, like, dude, that's a A plus on both sides of it, unless you're the player. If get little Ronald Kenya should have gotten like twice as much as he got. Um, oh, yeah. He's a $300 million guy. For Easily. sure. For sure. I mean, and when, when I said this last episode, but in my, just my opinion, when arbitration comes around, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. Well, we'll see how the uh, the Braves treat us this offseason. You know, us fans would love to have our guy back. But, you know, business is business, I guess, sometimes. It's just kind of part of the sports world. It is. Um, you know, talking more about business in the sports world, we got a LeBron James. LeBron James. A lawsuit on his uh, on his hands. But before we get to all of that, can we just talk about the All-Star game? How atrocious, like, first of all, dunk contest. We got to cover this. Worst ever. Agreed? It's got to well, I watched the highlights on it. I mean, I, I was going to actually you didn't watch, watch it, it, so I watched it. I saw, well, I saw some it, tweets. I was, like, about to throw it on, and then, like, I was on Twitter, and everybody was talking about how bad it was. I was like, well, I guess I'll just read about it tomorrow. Like, I, I'm not going to watch that. What they? I feel like we're just we were so numb to really good dunks in a dunk contest setting. Now you know, like we just see them all the time. And really, ever since the uh, Zach Levine Aaron Gordon dunk contest, every yeah. single one of them has been down. Every single one of them. Well, those guys the other night were never hitting dunks. Like everybody took three attempts to hit a dunk. First of all, really. And then, but oh yeah, absolutely. Most everybody took three attempts. I don't remember. There may have been one dunk the entire night, and it was like in the first round where somebody got their dunk the first try. And in the finals, um, this person that didn't win, the person that won literally had to just dunk it to win because the other guy missed it all three attempts. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Horrible, dude. Horrible. Who was in the finals? The three-point contest was electric, but, I mean, the slam contest, that's boring. I, I... the people, first of all, they can't get anybody to do it anymore. None of these players want to do it. And Skip Bayless was on Twitter today bitching about talking about LeBron can never be the GOAT because he <laughs> never wanted to do a dunk contest. I mean, that's Skip Bayless, whatever. I love I'd love Bayless. to see LeBron do a dunk contest. I'll tell you who's going to bring the, the – he's got – I mean, how do you bring this back? you got to get guys like – Obi Toppin is not the dude you want for the dunk contest at this point. Like, you – we need – Ballers, okay. Like you think, right off the top of your head, John Moran would be the first one that comes to mind that needs to, needs to do the dunk contest. If Zion he, could he stay healthy, if Zion could lose a couple couple libs, you know he'd be great for it. Mm-hmm. Don't know. No, we really don't know if he can jump that high anymore. Honestly, but. that is true. We haven't seen him jump in like damn near a year and a half. Uh, I mean, also like. Yeah. I can't say I necessarily dis. I mean, obviously, like I'm not going to say that he can't be the goat because of the slam dunk contest. I mean, I think that's a little absurd. But like LeBron has kind of robbed us of that. Like, dude, he's been so good for so long, and he hasn't competed in a single slam dunk contest. Like, how? How? There's no excuse for him to not do it between that 07 to like 13 run of just mm-hmm. absolute dominance, where he was without a question the best player. And some people, like, I mean, that's the LeBron that people still play with on the 2K all, all-time teams. Like, that's the guy. Like, yeah. He, and he never even, like, made an attempt to go after a dunk contest, which is what everybody wanted now. We got to see plenty of good ones. But, I mean, there's just certain people that he's one of them is like, man, he never did a dunk contest. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I, you talked a little bit about the three-point contest. I did watch that. I did watch that. Really thought Trey Young was going to pull it out. I mean, he had a really good round. You know, like Carl Anthony yeah. Downs, like best. I see a lot of things floating around. He's the best shooting big man of all time. Like he's seven feet tall. Yeah, he can he can wet it up, dude. I mean, what do you have? He had thirty two in the final round. I mean, that's nuts, dude. He nutty. lit it up, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. he like made all of his uh uh what do they call it? The money rack, whatever. The the do balls. Yeah, the do balls. Uh, and the All Star so, game was cool. I guess. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Steph, you know, literally hitting nothing but threes was cool and going for 50 because of that. See, I hear a lot. This might be a hot take. Okay, so prepare yourself. I hear a lot of, like, slander against the NBA All-Star game. And, like, don't get me wrong. I understand it's not the purest form of basketball. I kind of enjoy watching it, like, at some points. Like, 
the so Pro Bowl it's better than the Pro Bowl though. The yeah, Pro Bowl, Pro I Bowl, can't watch it. I, I cannot watch the Pro Bowl. Like I, I, like I said, I tried to watch it and I couldn't even make it through the first quarter. I was like, get this shit off my screen. But like the All Star game, I sat down. I watched all of it. I watched it the whole way yeah, through. Yeah, dude. The all-star game for the basketball is like watching a game NBA Jam, you know? But, like, mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl is like watching, like, a powder puff. Like, nobody wants to go to that. No, I watch dude, NBA honestly, Jam every day. That'd be our, great. If you, like, want to throw back way back to when I was a senior and you were a junior and we we played in the powder puff championship game, that game was the more game. intense. That game was more intense the than Pro Bowl. The last Sheriff powder puff in. game I ever played at Mary Persons High School. It wasn't and, really? You know, just saying. Yeah, it was. They didn't play the next year because uh, you remember one of my uh, dominant athletes broke one of your dominant athletes' collarbones. I game. forgot about that. I remember. I remember seeing that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, man. Was it, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. Listen, uh, we had some dog fights. Yeah, dude, that was that was an intense game. <laughs> There's no question. There's no question. Uh, but so I just I just uh, looked up on Twitter this Kyle Rittenhouse thing. So, like, I remember um, hearing about this. Like, and he said something, like, a little bit. There was at least, like, some rumor that he was looking into suing him. But, like, right. he made it official today. So, he's like, suing today. LeBron. Yeah. He is he's suing, suing LeBron. LeBron. He's suing a bunch of big, big type of names. Yeah, because they all talked about him during the trial. What are, what are all the names on the list that he's going for? I mean, he's shooting big now. So, um, I mean, I'm not actually looking at a list right now, but I mean, you, I was like, LeBron, you said uh, Oprah. Uh, I mean, it's, honestly, if there. you get on the list, dude, everybody, he could sue every single person at CNN. He could sue Jimmy Fallon um, and all the, like, so many late night people, like, for just, for, you know, dragging his name through the mud. And here's my thing, dude. I'm not going to take, like, a, look, this is a sports podcast. I'm not going to make a huge political, like, statement on the podcast. Right. But at the end of the day, he was innocent in a court of law. And everybody on Twitter was shitting on the kid for um, months, you know. And yeah, people say like, "Oh, dude, Kyle Rittenhouse just has his feelings hurt." But I mean, like, I mean, be completely honest, like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have, you know, did what he did, but he was innocent, and that's that's my take on it. I'm not really going to talk too much more about this because I don't want to get too, you know, edgy. Um. Well, uh, it was mistake by me, Rupi Goldberg, not Oprah. Oprah oh, just has okay. an ankle bracelet on. She's not being sued. You know, they have a big mistake by me. It's okay. We're going with Oprah not being sued. She is good to go. If you're listening, Oprah, you're good. Don't, don't, <laughs> you're fret. good. All right. Kyle Rittenhouse is not coming for you. One of our favorite right, but, uh, reoccurring you know, listeners, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Oprah, honestly. She really should give us a car. No, whatever, straight up, you know, dude. Speaking of Oprah, place. you remember way back when that episode of Drake and Josh where Josh runs over Oprah in the parking lot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ran over Oprah! Ah, oh, classic. Yeah, classic. Shout out to Oprah once again. If you're listening, we didn't run over you. Um, so another thing that we need to discuss, and I'm just going to bring this up kind of, you know, I sent in the group chat earlier this week. We have a little podcast group chat where, you know, if we find something interesting, got something to say, you know, we're playing stuff out for the pod. Oh, the we, chat, you know, yeah. Throw it in. We, the hours yeah, that we it. put in for these podcasts. I mean, you absolutely, believe. dude. I was I mean, up till three a.m. last night just working on my mock draft. You know, like reading articles. You know, it was it was a long one. This is for yeah, you. Yeah, we. We, you're welcome, by the way, audience. And uh, we're, we've been in the work, we've been working, you know, in the dark behind the scenes here. And, you know, one of the things we ran across that I found really interesting one morning, I was at work scrolling on the, the Twitter, you know, okay. typical paint, paint the picture for and, us. And, uh, you know, yeah, trying to loosen up the day. And I came across this Chiefs article. Um, and it's talking about the enemy. And we've discussed this on the show where Eric Bianami, the office coordinator of the Chiefs, has been on the hot, he's been the hottest name on the market for the last two years. This year, he's nowhere to be seen on the coaching carousel. And we finished all our hires already. And he, I think he may have got two interviews, three interviews. And it's a lot of people have been wondering what's going on. So there is a Kansas City insider who has now deleted the article. So, you know, hopefully we're not uh, subjecting ourselves to a lawsuit here by talking about this, but. We're going to do it anyways because we take deep shots around here. Apparently, apparently, the enemy is in a uh, mud hole when it comes to him and Patrick Mahomes because he won't listen 
to Patrick Mahomes. Apparently, the enemy is so full of himself that he, first of all, there they said he botched the last the what was it the AFC Championship game they got beat in Chief. Yeah, he botched it. The fourth the fourth down like that sequence at the goal line that we talked about on the podcast where they threw it to Tyree Hill on fourth and two or whatever fourth and goal from the two didn't get it. Or was it third? And they ran out. Of I don't time. know. Whatever yeah, it was, ran out of time. Yeah. They apparently there was a a rift about that, like going into it, and they argued at halftime, and BMB it had to be Mahomes? broken. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? And also, apparently, there's a lot of stuff that's went on during the season to where, like, the main reason that he doesn't have a job is that he will not take into account player input. Like, he's just like, I'm a coach. You're gonna listen to me, kind of deal. And these are pros you're talking about. Like you, mm-hmm. you can pull that in college. You can pull that in college, high school. Yeah, sure. These are pros. You ain't just talking to pros like they're just you know, a nineteen year old kid. You can't do that. Joe's so yeah, you can't do that. They're not gonna let that fly. So now, I mean, you're talking about to a, a half a billion dollar quarterback here that you're sitting here telling him, you know, screw you. I call the plays. Yeah, dude. Well, honestly, if you if you break it down. Patrick Mahomes probably makes like what four hundred ninety million dollars more than Eric Bieniemy does on his their current contracts. Dude, Patrick Mahomes probably makes more in one quarter of the season than Bieniemy does for the entire season. And that's like one quarter of one game. That's nutty. That's nutty. That's nutty. His but he's going to sit there really and tell good. his quarterback, "Oh yeah, that he he won't even take it into account." And Andy Reid has gotten to spats with him. Apparently, Bieniemy, which is in his contract. Andy Reid can't call the plays. The enemy has called the plays the last two years. So Andy Reid, you know, we've always thought he sent in stuff. Apparently that's not the case. The enemy has the last say. He has the last trigger on the call. Well, so, that's, that's in know, his contract? They built, wow. He built it into his contract that he is the play caller. You know, Andy can throw in whatever it suggested he wants to. Hmm. But he's more of a head coach. Which is shocking. I didn't, I didn't know that either. I didn't either. I didn't either. I mean, I would have figured, I mean, maybe, you know, I don't know, but like I'm just figure like if I'm Andy Reid and I'm the head coach and I think this that's a dumbass play call, I don't know. But it is like you said, I mean, it is a lot different in the pros. It is a lot different than, you know, division two college football <laughs> for two years. You know, it's a lot different than that. Right, right. Well, you know, I saw, there was something else in the article and I'll leave it with this. And this is I don't know what to say about Bianami. I mean, I like the guy. He's got a good background. He's a man of color and I'd love to see him, you know, get a get a job if he's deserving but if, if he's not deserving denver there's an interview that he did with the broncos apparently and as soon as he answered a question about player input they immediately told him pretty much yeah that's all we need because it was that staunch of an answer to turn them off from even offering him a job or calling him back for a second interview wow. so you can take that whatever you want to and you know you the enemy also has a history if people didn't know, he um, does have a criminal history. Very long time ago, while he was in college, he was a bit rowdy. Um, not mistaken, got thrown out of school one time too. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Maybe he's a different man nowadays. But I mean, you got to start to question things. Man, when he's been at the top of the sport for offensive creativity, and if he's been calling the plays the last two years for the Chiefs, good God, is he good at calling plays? But he hasn't gotten a job. What does that say about him? I'm with you. I mean, I unfortunately did not get the opportunity to read the article. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, dude, at lunch I read it, and then the lunch came around, clicked it, and it just article was deleted. Which I mean, I think that article was up for four hours. Yeah, I mean, I wonder like what the deal was with that. So, like, was it posted? Was that like a Chiefs like forum that you were on? It was a Chiefs insider for like a a news syndicate. I mean, I wonder if they just saw that. We're like, nope, take that down. Yeah, because you're an NFL team. Mm, yeah, probably. You could probably do that. Um, Everybody knows they, that the NFL controls the narrative around teams anyways. They're too yes, – too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they're like the week 17 gets more views than the than the NBA finals. I mean, that's all you got to say. Right. Um, but, I mean, I will add one We're, thing. Like, you, you see that with BME, and I, mean, I think that just talks to – how important player input has become, you know, in the last, I mean, really five years. I and mean, even like you think about 10 years ago and it was a different ball game, you know, I think, you know, especially way back in the day, like there were teams that would probably hear what Eric BME says, like in like what they say in the article about the, um, about the Denver interview that would jump all over that and be like, 
okay, dude, you call the shots right here. Let's sign you up. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure right. that been something that would happen. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I didn't read the article, so I really don't have a ton to bring away from this. But if that is true, um, which wouldn't be shocking because there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. There's got, there's, you have no other way to – there's no other way to determine a black guy who's – the NFL has been going for diversity for a while now. who has been at the top of sport, doesn't get hired. Why? He's got to be some kind of person. Mm-hmm. Has to be so, a flaw somewhere. Something. Um, and you talking about uh, – you said something through in there about ratings. Um, in case you were wondering, the Olympics, the Winter Olympics just ended in case anybody knew. Um, and they had 11 million viewers. And that that is like not even close to what the Super Bowl got. And this is over a span of days, like two weeks. Wow. 11 million viewers. That's sad, dude. Million. Like the Olympic Committee should be completely overturned. Because, dude, I remember I was honestly looking forward to the Olympics. I was like, oh, dude, the mm-hmm. Winter Olympics. I've always liked the Winter Olympics. Like, I've always just, you know, gotten down with them. I remember back in the day, dude, just throwing it on TV and just sitting back and watching it and just dude, you know, doing it. No but doubt. Like, Seeing Apollo Ono skate around the track a little bit. Yes. You can't, you can't even watch it. Like, you have to watch it on the NBC Sports app or something like that. I don't know. I didn't watch a lick of it, so I actually couldn't be able to tell you. But I know it's some back-assworts way to just be able to view it. And then I know uh, we tweeted it out and put it on Instagram a couple of weeks ago of, the, uh, of one of the snowboarding events or skiing, something like that. Uh, it literally looked like they were in the middle of uh, like a nuclear power plant, like just – I mean, come on, it's the Winter Olympics. Put them in a mountain somewhere. I mean, give us the aesthetic, you know, and be yeah. able to watch it. I don't think that's really possible in, in China. Yeah, I mean, why the Don't Olympics have it in fucking the... China. Like, God, Lord. Yeah. I mean, we know why that happened, but why? They got two Olympics in the last 10 years. I think we should Best just put the Olympics, there. put the Olympics in the United States. We'll take care of it. Apparently, mm-hmm. we're the only people who can do anything right anymore. Um, so... Just give it to us. We'll run it. We'll do a good job. Well, we'll see. Paris 2024 going to be hype. And um, Paris could be safe. LA gets the Olympics in 2028. So Does we it? get uh, not this. Yeah, we're. It, I'm. There's no chance I'm not going to that. That's gonna. I'll be out there for that. Even if it's the first time I go to LA. Yeah. LA. LA's LA's cool. LA's cool. It's a. It's. I don't know. It was. It's a little. It's I think it's pretty moment. spruced up though for the Olympics. You know. You would think. You would definitely think. But I mean, in twenty twenty eight, we'll be a part of Russia. So. Um, yeah. L A. will definitely Maybe look a little bit different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Damn right. Ukraine um, plus four thousand. Hammer it. Yeah. Whatever the odds are. Yeah. You might want to take the under, buddy. Whatever <laughs> it is. Um, also, another Chiefs rumor. I'm just going to throw this out there. I got this from a uh, a pretty tight source to the uh, to the players. You know, there was this report going around that Patrick Mahomes told his girlfriend, his brother, not to uh, show up to the games next year. Yeah, I, I got a confirmation today. Not true. Ah, oh, was the from source Patrick really Mahomes caring? So it was. Ah, there you go. There you go. I was thinking, I was like, hmm, close guy with the Chiefs. I know one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're Chiefs insiders at this point. We're really we doing are. conflict of interest stuff around here. I we mean, may but, be a Chiefs podcast. Know, I hope not. Dude, I mean, also speaking of Chiefs, we got to get Malik on, man. Did you, did you mention anything to him about coming on? No. No, man. I was at work, bro. I was on the track trying to get them, you know, people to run a little faster. Faster than me. Or you. Um, I've got the burners, man. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely got some. We, I mean, we raced. It's out there. We, we know what it looks like. We did. That is true. That is true. That is true. I've been training for the rematch. So, actually, speaking mm. of running, I've got a 5K coming up here in a couple of weeks. No way. Yes. Ask me how much I've ran in the last two months. Oh, I'm going to guess the beer mile is about it. The beer mile and like when it rains and I have to like give like a fast jog from the parking garage to my office building. That's that's about it. That's about it. Well, so, you might want uh, you might want to get started on that. I think at this point, Caleb, I think that's a great idea. I think I'm just gonna raw dog it and I'm just gonna see like what I can do mm. like currently, like if I can take it down. Like I feel confident, man. I mean, I, that's. This one thing I've had in my life. I'm I'm a confident fella. Yeah, you know, I think I can take a 5K. It's only three miles. 
It's only three miles. I can put myself through that. Maybe like the night before, eat a banana. That's something. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you load up on pickle juice the night before. I mean, you could just wake up and like smoke or something, you know, to just really get your your, your gears going. Get fried. Go to Chick Fil A. Guys, stop at Chick Fil A. Yeah, get fried. Go to Chick Fil A on the way there. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. Them hash browns have like you know extra power to it. They do. Something's in there. Um, do we um did, do we need to talk about Phil Mickelson? That little hairy situation that he went through. Uh, um, uh, I mean, like, here's the bad thing about Phil. Okay, like, yes, Saudi Arabia, not a good place. You know, they behead homosexuals. Um, like, 95% of the 9-11 uh, people were from Saudi Arabia. Not good, guys. Um, and I'd like to be able, be able to sit up here and say, oh, yeah, you can just turn down that money. But, dude, they are throwing the bag. They are throwing the bag bag at these guys the whole bag on top of whatever you win for a tournament what i don't understand is like how does i i thought bryson DeChambeau was gone but he reaffirmed that he was coming back to the tour i guess they're lining something else up for the players mm-hmm. but i mean the shambo the shambo's deal that they offered him that was reported was absolutely astronomical like you couldn't make that on a on a year tour like tiger woods probably didn't make that much in his now, prime i forget what the number year. was but it was crooked it was definitely crooked. Um, but I mean, also, my thing is w- what you would. So the Saudi Arabian like open whatever would that like, would they have to live in Saudi Arabia? I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. At least during season. That would be hairy, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, where else would you live over there? That's true. I mean, there in is Dubai. Is that in Saudi Arabia? Dubai is in Saudi Arabia, correct? I'm yeah, sure I, think, I think so. It's somewhere over there. In the, the yeah, Africa somewhere. Um, yeah. But, I mean, there's definitely you know, solid places in Saudi Arabia if you just want to go hang out. But it's just not really a great place that I'd want to spend an extended period of time <laughs> in. Um, yeah. You know, make one, like, you know, like, sus joke, and then, like, you're getting your head chopped off. Like, that doesn't seem like a place where I'd want to live. Personally, personally, I mean, that, yeah, everybody has their own cup of tea, you know, that might can't be for everybody, but I know not for Jacob Hamilton Johnston. I do know that. Um, says but, here uh, for the, the Shambo's number, he said the 135 million, which was the reported number, is false. Ian Poulter and Henrik Stenson have said that 30 million was like the number ish, which I mean. Dollars is not, yeah, not a small amount, and you gotta, you gotta imagine that Phil would be more than theirs would. Just from I mean, maybe like in world's ranking, world rankings, like he might be. What is I think Phil is actually. I know he's below Deshambo. I think he's below Poulter as well. Is he not? Like it's no secret that uh, Phil's not at the top of his game. He's still a you know solid golfer. Um, I mean, he, but, did, he did win a major last year, but he really he did. didn't that much sense. Mm-hmm. But like, you got to imagine just for the name of Phil Mickelson, you know, moving, it, his his numbers has got to be higher than any of theirs. Right. Let's see. Let me address it now. Phil is probably way on down there. No, he's not. What is 40, he? 42nd in the world. 42nd. Hey. What's Shambo? Is the Shambo top 20? Oh, yeah. The Shambo is like. Top ten on this. Yeah, yeah a not lot surprising. of Americans in the top ten there. Shout, shout America. Oh yeah, we'll be there soon, dude. Caleb, I was hitting some piss missiles on Saturday, dude. Dude, I'm gonna be in town. We're going. Yes, let's go. Let's do it. I think my dad We're wants going. to go as well, so I might tell him. I'm going to be a little threesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to play. Like, dude, like here, here's how I know I'm getting better, or at least having better shots. I'm having just having a better time when I get to play. Cause like, dude, typically around like thirteen or fourteen, I'm like, all right, fuck this. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to go. Let's let's get this over with, dude. Like the last, but the last three times I've played, we get to like fourteen, fifteen, and I'm just now hitting my stride, and I'm like enjoying it even more. I'm like, dude, honestly, I could play. Like, how people play twenty seven, that's always blown me away. I'm like, how can you play twenty seven holes of golf? I think I can go for a solid twenty seven now. Dude, 27 is with some uh, adult beverages is is a great way to spend your Saturday. I bet it is. I, I might be up is. for that. I might be up for that. I'm, you know I can do it. I can do it. I can, I'm, I'm down for sure. Um, I know real quick, let's try and throw this in here real quick. Uh, I, I don't know if you – I'm sure you saw actually. No, I'll say that. Uh, the fight, um, as some are calling it. 
between Juwan Howard and um, we almost great forgot guard. to talk about the fight, the we slap of another the slap, man on a the slap heard court. around the Big Ten. Um, it, it is, it's just crazy. So, like, if you're listening, you didn't you didn't hear. Uh, so, uh, it Wisconsin was up 16, I believe. Game's over, um, and there and uh, Michigan starts running a full court press down 16 with like 30 seconds left. So Greg Gard calls a timeout because he says, which I think is a completely formidable and reasonable answer, is he said after the game, yeah, I've got my backups in. They don't play every game. You know, like, we want to put them in the best possible situation they can be in, which I think is totally fair. You know, like. Absolutely. Those are your guys. Like, if they're pressing them and you're about to get called for the 10-second, like, call a timeout, whatever. And John Howard did not like that. Did not like that at all. After uh, in the in the handshake line at the end of the game, grabs his elbow, puts his finger in his face, says, "I ain't gonna forget that." And then I mean, everybody gets involved. John Howard throws a hand in his face, and that's really when shit went went crazy. Like I'm surprised slab, there was definitely man. a couple a couple punches thrown. I'm surprised it mm-hmm. wasn't just full carnage. Because once you see the coach throw a punch. And like, if you're Michigan and you see your coach throw oh, a punch, yeah, that's like a green right, light. Let's dude. go! Like, it's it's time to go. That's like, a, coaches that's fight. Full, it's time to that's go. That's the biggest green light ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coaches swinging. I'm swinging. If you're Wisconsin and you're like, oh, dude, they just hit my coach, then it's like, a, you got to stick up for your boy. So, like, how that dude, that should have been WrestleMania in there yeah. that yeah. night. Yeah, it really should I, have. I'm surprised it was a very civilized reaction to getting slapped in the face. I mean, there was like, I mean, there was definitely a couple punches thrown, but I don't know if any of them connected. And that's well, one guy got suspended. And then it, I love the how they like manipulated the headlines. So I have ESPN and Bleach Report on my phone. So I got this typical Bleach Report. I got the first like notification from Bleach Report. Of course, emoji that started off with like the red to. light emoji. Jawan Howard, all caps, suspended rest of the season. I'm like, oh shit! So he's out for the reg- the postseason too. And then, of course, it comes across ESPN five minutes later. Jawan Howard suspended five games, will, will miss remainder of regular season. Okay, appreciate you, Bleacher Report, really like you know blowing up my imagination of what was going on. He's only missing five games for slapping another guy. That's a pretty sweet deal in my book. It's definitely a sweet deal, and especially some at this people time were calling for fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Garrison actually. I think Garrison was. He was saying he should be fired. I don't know if you should be fired, but it comes in the best possible situation for Juwan Howard because I think if this happens, you know, in January, I think it's still like a rest of the season suspension. So he was able to right. you know, coach as much as he can uh, into the regular seasons coming up. Boom, take you a take you a week and a half old vacation. You know, take a two week vacation, chill out, get your mind mm-hmm. right, get ready for the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, he's and Michigan's not a bad right team. I will say this: that was a really bad loss for him. They needed that win over Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, for seeding purposes, and you know, getting them getting them as a solid bubble team. Um, but I think it's a solid gig. I mean, getting there, win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament. They'll put Michigan in. I mean, they Michigan's a basketball school. Like they'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Charlotte, Michigan, they won a game tonight. They did. They did. Garrison actually said, "Need Rutgers." I'm in a. I'm in this one group with Garrison, and he sent in there, and he said, "Is Michigan a lock tonight?" And I was like, "Hmm, I don't know." I was like, "I, I don't know if I would bet on Michigan after all that because they have some people suspended. They don't have their coach, in, man." And they did it. They did it. I mean. Sometimes, I mean, I guess they, they're really playing for their boy, Jawan. Incredible. I mean, they're, you know, this just shows, goes to show you the resiliency. They're, maybe they're fired up. Maybe they're amped up, ready to go into the conference tournament, ready to shake things up. You know, slap Wisconsin right in the face once again. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe so. All right. Well, we're going to finish this thing up with a draft, and we got to get Garrison in on this thing. You want to see if he's uh, left the restaurant yet? I mean, it's 10 o'clock. He said 10. Uh, maybe so. I mean, he, he did also say, no shot. I'm home before ten. Ooh, I mean, text. All right, I've been texting. Starting draft. So what's the order? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's you, Garrison, me. I think. Yeah. I think. What was the last draft we did? So, dude, what was the last draft? Was it the smells? The the last draft was party music. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I picked second. I think. Okay, so last. Okay, actually, so last episode. Assuming does he change us up on draft? Based on no, that I think I went first last time. You did yeah, right? something, and so Garrison has first pick. I go second. You go third. All right, let's see. 
All right, Garrison, come on. You have first pick. You have first pick. All right, yeah, so I mean, we got to fill this space right here. We got to do something. Yeah, we do. We got we got to do something. So let's explain what the draft is. So it's a uh, we're doing best movie or draft of movies. I thought we were doing thrillers. thrillers. Okay, 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 thrillers. Okay, okay. Spec a little too soon there. I mean, there's definitely okay, some so, some good ones that pop off um off the screen to me. Absolutely. Yeah. This is this is my favorite uh, genre movie. In case y'all are wondering. They're good ones. Yeah, absolutely. They're good ones for sure. Um, also, so I think we're going to be starting the movie club. I think we're just going to just move that to next week, I guess. Or if we do do another episode this week, I guess we can we can pick one. But one movie a week, watch it. We'll discuss. Take about 10, 15 minutes. Just talk about the movie, do a deep dive. This is something I've been wanting to do because I'm telling you, I watch so many movies throughout the like throughout the week. Like before I get to bed, like that's how I fall asleep every single night. I put my laptop there, I throw really? a movie on, and that's how I fall asleep every single night. I'm I'm in the middle okay. of watching the X Men movies. Um, mm. Oh, Garrison has his pick. What a great first pick. So one one Garrison what... goes Inception. Inception. Yeah, that so that's idea. a good that's a good that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, a great you know, first actually, pick. Actually, actually rewatched it not that long ago. Um, like mm-hmm. last week. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. I got about 70% through with it. But, you know, it gets better just about every single time, to be completely honest with you. It's it's one of the most it's perfect so great. movies all it's time. Probably my, it's like my, it might be my favorite movie, honestly. Yeah, it might be. Um, so I'm at two, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Shutter Island, another Leonardo DiCaprio Ooh. movie. Um, this one fucks you up, dude. This one will fuck you up. There's no doubt about that. Like, the whole um, – you know, twist at the end where he actually, oh, he's the killer. He's actually the crazy person. He's the escapee. Um, never gets old. And I remember the first time I watched that. Yeah, it, it's it's a little scary as well. At least the first first time you watch it. Um, really well made movie. Um, big fan. Big fan. So two Leo movies. Yeah. Make it three Leos. Um, you know, I would, but I mean, this is just to me a no brainer. This is, I have actually a top ten movie list on my phone. And this was the first movie I put in on my movie list. Now, I just said Inception is probably my favorite, but I this is one that's The Dark Knight. I mean, say it, call it what you want. Okay. The Dark okay. Knight, the Joker, the, the one that the Joker was in for Batman might be to me one of the greatest movies ever made. And it is a definite thriller. The whole time, I mean, you got the scene where they're on the boat and everybody's got a. Well, you got an hour to make a decision. Prisoners against good people, blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. Batman has to, you know, take take one to the chest at the end. Such a good movie. So also a, a great time for Batman movies for with the new one coming out. Like yeah, just around the corner. I'm so excited for that movie. I'm so excited for that movie. Um, so dude, that is that is a great one. That is a great one. That's personally my favorite Batman movie because like. The Dark Knight Rises with Bane, that's a great one. It's great, don't get me wrong. Great but one. The Dark Knight with the Joker, uh, how they, you know, them kill, like they, they killed Rachel Dawes, bro. Like, I don't, I don't think we talk about that enough. Rachel Dawes right. She's gone. is nuts. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's full alert if you haven't seen it. It's been out for over 10 years, <laughs> so you get with it. But, you know, them creating Heath, Le- uh, Heath Ledger's performance, uh, may he rest in peace. That's he died you for know. that role, man. He, he he literally did. Like people will say that's like, oh, dude, he died for that role. He literally died because he was so into that Joker character, which is, I mean, it's. I don't know if I want to say like a good thing, you know, but at least for him, right. you know, he really got into that role. Maybe I hope maybe should have done a little bit less, but you know, there's also so many good scenes in that movie, man. God, I should so taken. many, and the soundtrack is unbelievable. Like it, it was Hans Zimmer, the same guy that did mm-hmm. all the Star Wars stuff. I mean, it, and it Inception. is. Oh man, it is such a good movie. I mean, I can't even. It. it that's why I can't say more than it's the top five movie for me. I mean, everything from Alfred. Alfred is one of one of my favorite characters that is played in any movie. Well, he does. It, you know, does I got a little wraparound. Yeah, he does. I got a wraparound pick right here, and I'm going with one of my other top five movies. Uh, don't know. If, I would hope everybody's seen it, but I don't feel like. Oh my seen god! It. If you take this, I'm gonna be so bad. Don't do Is it. Is it seven? Oh, it's not seven. It's not seven. But that was I had two. Really, now I think about it. Seven. Seven's awesome. 
Seven, seven's awesome. What's in the box? What's in the, What's box? In the fucking box? What a great movie. If you haven't seen it, it's Kevin Spacey playing a psychopath. Morgan Freeman's a detective, and he's got a new guy that he's with. His name's Brad Pitt, and his wife's pregnant. Well, you know, there's seven deadly sins, and that's all I'm going to say for those that haven't watched it. You got to see it. You got to mm-hmm. see it. it. Prepare for blood. But it's the, brutal. the role of the psychopath, like Kevin Spacey, the guy's horrible, but he has played some of my favorite roles in TV shows and movies because of the way he can just turn his personality to be, oh my gosh, just controls the entire narrative of everything he does. And I mean, like he dictated the entire thing. It's a master plan. He's serial killer. The movie's so good. It ends in tragedy. Um, David Fincher, the director of this movie, if you didn't know, is a very accomplished man. And I, because I, I, I thought about this the other day. He does, he did Gone Girl. If you've seen that movie, Gone he's Girl's done good. Zodiac, the, so, the Social Network. He did the House of Cards series. Um, I mean, this guy, top to bottom, is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so for my pick, Fight Club. So he did Fight Club? He did Fight Club, dude. We, well, I think we need to cut that out because there's, there's only one rule about Fight Club. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, but for my pick, I'm going to go, you went seven, I'm going to drop it down to six. I'm going to go to six cents. Um, this was the first movie mm. that I watched in my life where at the very end, it completely blew my mind. This was, this was the movie that completely opened my mind, you know, to other ones. When you find out that Bruce Willis, spoiler alert, it's been out for 40 hey, Bruce. years, um, that he's actually dead. And you know you have Haley Joel Osment is the uh, is the baby and like not the baby but like the kid in there who sees dead people and everything. It's it's a great movie mm-hmm. and it actually it's like the second time I mean, the first time you watch it obviously it's great but the second time you watch it that's when you really appreciate you know like you're going on and on about the filmography of you know seven like in six I mean in six in six in the sixth sense um, you know when you watch it again and how careful they are you know with um, the whole movie of feeling like you know, that he's actually dead. Um, so. Right. So let's get. So Garrison's. are we back on Garrison again? All right. I think he's ready. I, mean, I think he's sitting back there. So Inception, Shutter Island, Dark Knight, Seven, Joker. Sense, wow. Joker. All right. So two movies with the Joker on. You know that was that was kind of what I was eyeballing to be my next pick, but you know it's okay. I'm not upset with him taking it from me. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, apparently they're making Joker 2. And here's what I, I'm going to say about this. I'm not a fan of their decision to make. Like, I hate Hollywood's idea that everything needs a sequel. You know? Because I think Joker standing alone by itself would be perfect. Because I feel like, dude, if they make a Joker 2, they're going to have to do something with Batman. Like, I liked how in the first one, it was just that one scene where you see, like... Mm-hmm. Um, little bruce wayne like it was it was great but yeah i'm sure they'll do a good job right. of it. hopefully i mean i hope they don't ruin it it seems like that like the movie the standalone movie though was like impeccable yeah and very dark however very good movie i just watched it uh maybe a week ago yeah it's great garrison's in his next pick in nightcrawler nightcrawler i'll be honest i haven't seen nightcrawler wait is that the brad pitt movie i'm pretty certain if that's the brad, that brad pitt movie i've seen it and i've seen it once um so nightcrawler 2014 Jake gyllenhaal movie oh i know this movie what yeah. is it? it's a jake gyllenhaal movie it's like okay los angeles desion lewis bloom survives by scavenging in petty theft he stumbles into a new career as a cameraman and armed with a camcorder and police scanner begins nocturnal forays across the city in search of shocking and grisly crimes when he catches the eye of a shopworm news director, he welcomes the chance to raise her station's ratings. Lewis goes to increasingly greater length to catch the money shot. I haven't seen this. Mm. I haven't seen this. I yeah, can't I'll be honest. I've seen, seen the trailer to that. I know I've seen the trailer. But I've never watched the movie. So maybe Garrison just sold right there. Who knows? We'll see. I, so, heard, like, uh, I think I think that's going to pull good. Yeah, I've like, heard of it too. At least with the people that have watched it. Um I think I might yeah. watch that tonight. I think that might be what I put on to go to bed. I think I might start watching that. Um, and it's my pick, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, mm, there's a couple that I like here. Um, okay, I'm going to go with Get Out. 
I really mm. liked it out. I really did. Like the Jordan Peele, like I was thinking about going another Jordan Peele, um, but I didn't. Is that like a that thriller though, or is it like a? Like, I would say it's a thriller. Would you not? Yeah, I mean, See, that's yeah. the thing. It's thriller. Thriller is kind of a broad topic when you think about it because it was pretty thrilling. Uh, I mean, do you do you think it? If, yeah. if you don't think it does, then then I, I've got a couple other ones I can go with. I mean, I could roll with it. I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get out. Well, I got the last pick right here, and I'm going Casino Royale, James Bond, mm, dude, Seven. I, I was thinking about going uh, uh, No Time to Die. That was one I was thinking about doing, but Casino Royale. I have not seen that yet. Oh, my God, dude, Caleb. I'm not kidding. It, I actually think it is. I think it's my favorite James Bond. It's so good. Well, I just picked Casino Royale, and I have not seen that yet. So, you know, I'm going to go with the classic, and I need to do some research on this movie. I was supposed to go see it in theaters, and I got busy on Sunday. I was going to go to like the little matinee on Sunday, you know, like the two o'clock show. Something came up, but I couldn't go. It's a good one. I, I would definitely some, recommend uh, it. At least it was good, man. I mean, and it's his last one. Some great omissions that we have here because that's it. That's it, right? I mean, we, we yeah, that's, it. That's, that it. that's that's the draft. That's the draft. So the departed did not get picked. Oh Heat. my god! I haven't seen that. Oh my god! Did not get picked. Oh my God! I didn't take The Departed. The Born Automatum, Kill Bill Volume One or Two. No Tarantino movie got taken. No Country for Old Men, Mahalan Drive, um, The Fugitive, Silence of the Lambs, still out there. Collateral Jaws, still out there. I took Get Out over, over The Departed. I'll let you change. I'll let you change. I can't now because there's already been a there's been a pick after me. Oh uh, yeah. Fucking hell. The game. Man. If you haven't seen that movie, Parasite also. I haven't seen that. Heard it's great. Yeah, did yeah. win. Beat out um, Once Upon a Time for the best movie. Memento, great movie. Hateful Eight, great movie. Speed, top of my head. Technically a thriller, I guess, right? Yeah. Have you seen it? Dude, I sold, dude. I sold hard. Um, the Departed is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love The Departed. I love The Departed. I, right. I hate myself. But, you know, it is it's what it is. I, I mean, you got I the next think, draft. You're going to have to come back. Yeah, well, I, I, see, I, I helped myself out. I got two straight wins there for a little bit. Garrison won last week. Um, but, yeah, kind of built up some, you know, as long as Garrison doesn't win again, we're straight. So I need you to come through and win this one. If I don't. Um, I feel good I about my picks. I'm not going to lie. I feel really great about what I have sent in right there. I don't hate my picks. Up. I definitely feel like it could have done better. Like, how did how did we not take a single Tarantino? That's kind of bad. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I would consider all of his movies to be thrillers. Though, like, if okay, so Reservoir Dogs is a thriller for me. I would probably say True Pulp Romance. Fiction. Would you say Pulp Fiction? Pulp, is? Probably, yeah, probably. Hateful Eight is definitely a, uh, yeah. which is a Tarantino movie. That's definitely Jackie Brown is a thriller for sure. If you hadn't seen that, so one of the lesser known Tarantino movies, but it's actually really, really good. Blood Diamond didn't get picked. LA Confidential is a great movie, didn't get picked. If anybody hasn't seen it, there's just a lot of omissions here. Yeah, you did kind of sell that, Jay. That's pretty. I did yeah, sell. I did sell. I, like, I will say this. I, I really did like Get Out. I thought Get Out was a really well made movie. I was honestly, yeah, I was I thinking it'll poll well. I think it'll poll well. I think it'll poll well. Um, but just for me personally, like, Knowing that I took that over the departed does kind of hurt a little bit. Mm. Um, and, yeah. and and Pulp Fiction, like I do, I don't want to sound like you know a basic white girl, but Pulp Fiction is a damn good movie. Great movie. It's the a milkshake, great. dude. Milkshake. And dude, like you know the whole mystery they do in that movie, like you never see what's inside the case. You just see like the gold shining. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's I mean that's just a constant in you know all Tarantino movies. Like once upon a time, you don't miss. Perfect. He doesn't. He doesn't miss. He knows what he's doing. He might should think about being I've, a for for a living. I've seen, uh, yeah, that probably he probably pretty good at that. I've seen all of his movies, but one I've not seen Death Death Proof. It's the only one I've not seen. I haven't seen that in Reservoir Dogs. Ooh, Reservoir Dogs was his first one, a masterpiece of a movie. It's actually made to be a play, and he's about to put it on Broadway. But he it's made it as a movie first. He took a playwright and made it a movie, and yeah, he's about to put it back on Broadway. Did he write the play? Mm-hmm. Okay. He wrote the whole thing. It's him. It was his first thing. He actually like got like uh, he talked about it on Rogan one time. It was pretty interesting. It was like uh, he put it into like a contest, like you know, literary contests, whatever, trying to get best work, whatever. And he actually got a call from a publisher who was going to give him five thousand dollars to 
put it like up to something, I guess, and up blowing up whatever happened. And that's how he got started. He was 30 years old when that movie took. That was his first movie. He didn't get his first movie done until he was 30. Wow. There's still time for us. I'm telling you. See, here's my thing. It's like every once in a while, I like fool myself. I'll have like a good thought. Like, you know, like, I don't know if, if your brain works like this, um, but like I, I'll make up like some stories in my head sometimes, you know, like it never really gets that far. I'm like, oh, I could do this. And then they're just, yeah, like Tarantino's just different. He's different. Yeah. And I don't know. My brain is a talent, work like that. dude. To be, able, to be able to see a movie and a screenplay mm-hmm. go like that. Yeah, it imitate the same thing every time. He's got a foot fetish, also I guess pretty cool. And yeah. he always shows up in his movies, every last one of them. I mean, dude, I've sucked a toe here and there. So I mean, like, you know, we've we've all we've all been there. We've all been there. Maybe not all of yeah. us. Um, I got judged I mean, I don't... for that, but um, fuck, what was I gonna say? But also, like, going on this, I've always had that same thought about. Um, I was like George R. R. Martin, like thinking up about the the Game of Thrones universe and like putting that all together. Mm, J.K. Rowling yeah. doing the whole Stan I mean, Lee, she's wacky Stan Lee, dude. Uh, yeah, definitely Stan Lee. I mean, you think about the amount of characters he's put together. And that's Unbelievable. It's astonishing. It's astonishing. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, one of these days, uh, Jake Spear, we can be like a like a group, maybe like Caleb Johnston, and we Make can be like a, a playwright uh, together. There we go. Man, we're yeah. There's our retirement plan. Not those kind of movies, just you know, Hollywood movies. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not those movies. Chill, chill. Yeah, I mean, uh, that would be pretty cool though to you know just kick it out in L.A. with bump shoulders with you know the powerful people in the world, the Harry Styles, you know. Mm-hmm. They, the he, dude, Harry, Harry would love us. Yeah, he'd probably get down with us. I think we might have a little bit. Might have to tone down the accent a little bit, but yeah, true. He's got one too. He might as well tone his down if he's going to act like that. Man, mm-hmm. this is my end for Addison Ray. So, never say never. That's not a bad. Uh, that's not a bad goal in life to have. Hey, right, uh, any last words right here? Yeah, I do actually. Actually, you actually do. The Georgia Bulldogs are one in fourteen in conference play in basketball this season. One in fourteen. That's embarrassing, dude. Like I remember we, when we hired Tom Crean a couple years ago. I was like, oh, that's a good hire. You know, I'm. I also cheer for Indiana basketball. I used to a lot more than I do now. I don't really watch college basketball a ton unless I have you know, money on it or something. Um, but I was fired up for Tom Green. You know, you think about the players that played for him when he was in Indiana. Like, he he had some guys. He had some star teams up there. Yes, he did. I mean, had, yeah, I think he made the Final Four twice. Um, dude was a beast. And he has not done anything in Athens. Not done anything. And, like, he's about to get fired. Um, but his buyout is ridiculous. But he has put Georgia basketball in a bad spot. Um, I watched him last night for, for a bit. Um, at Top Golf, they they played Texas A&M, and dude, they just, I think the Mary Persons team, um, from my senior year, uh, I think they could beat them. I think they could they could give Georgia basketball a run for their mm. money. I think they could. Wow, they're that bad. I mean, I hadn't seen them. I know that Auburn is basically playing with UGA basketball players right now. Yes, yeah. they all left. So, mm-hmm. and I also have a stat for you. Uh, so this is two attack of Viola. And Davis Mills this season, both 23 years old, both appeared in 13 games. They both threw 16 touchdowns. They both threw 10 interceptions. They both had 263 completions, and they both had 6.8 yards per attempt. How crazy is that? How close were their yards? I don't know about the yards, but that's got to be really close. It has to be. I mean, you think about it, same in yards per attempt and the same amount of completions. Like, yeah. Wait, so yeah. I mean they, that, that's crazy that they're that that was uh you're talking what fourth round or third round to third overall pick. Mm-hmm. And also I saw a tweet. I wanted to get your opinion on this. Um this one uh wild Twitter user claimed that Harry Potter was a system quidditch player and that he wouldn't be able to survive in the you know the hard hitting quidditch days of the of you know of the twenty twenties. What do you what do you think about that? I mean, I think he played in the era of tough quidditch. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where where you would get that the game has softened up any. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're, Victor Crumb. Ever heard of him? Ever heard of Victor Crumb? I mean, you, you can't. That's disrespectful, man. You got to respect yeah, the I mean, guy. Put some respect on my boy Harry's name. I mean, he literally broke his arm. Like he remember? Did we forget that he swallowed? Uh, 
a, a a golden snitch i mean like i don't know it just seems it seems like kind of like selective memory um, that they're trying to go for here yeah. also had to deal with dementors 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 um for that one season his third year um yeah it's something that doesn't get talked about enough um really sloppy honestly if we're gonna go about that on dumbledore's behalf by allowing the ministry of magic to even have dementors um, you know, on campus that year. Uh, I don't know. We'll get into that later. Yeah, they need to beef up security for that one. Right? Have to. Yeah, that was inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Playing a dome or something. Yeah, right. Um, last but not least, Deep Shot Podcast. You know, we're trying to be pioneers on the front of reporting things. Well, I had some breaking news the other day that I could have broke before ESPN, CBS, whoever the hell wants to smoke out there. We had a, uh, I had a hot smoking gun report that EJ Lightsey, the Georgia football recruit, mm-hmm. had been shot. We held back the article to confirm. ESPN confirmed it for us. Now, you guys can believe whatever you want to. I mean, you know, we may be pixie dust, we're not. We told you, we're in the lab. We're working hard for you guys. We have the we time. We're ahead of the curve. We are ahead of the curve. Yeah, go look at the group message. They don't lie. Yeah. And prayers up to him. Prayers up to him. Hopefully he makes it out, makes it good. Um, apparently what I was told is the guy that he was with got shot in the head, was not oh. able to make it. Mm. Yeah. So, and they had to life fight him in order to save him. And now he's in stable condition. So good for him. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, traumatize his career or anything like that. Cause if you've seen him play football, which I have unbelievable, unbelievable guy, unbelievable athlete, crazy speed, um, was they won the Fitzgerald won a state championship this year. First time in, I think, 40 years, and he was, without a doubt, the best player on offense and defense. So, um, But if nothing else, MLB, get it together, please. I want to watch some baseball, and that's all I got for the rest of this thing. It was a fun ride right here, Jay. Yeah, that was. That was interesting. Maybe we just kick Garrison out, and then we just do this. This this, this I mean, we could. This is... This is the age of player empowerment. I mean, we can mm-hmm. take our it talents is. wherever we want to go. But then, we're just going to keep them right here with the fans at home. Yeah, yeah. We'll just just keep the name. Uh, we we got the well. We, now we have the Twitter and Instagram login, so we could do it. Right. Yeah, I think you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be able to see a lot more content from everybody. <laughs> we're trying to ramp this thing up for you guys, and you know, be a company that we're not. We're not even a company. What are yeah. we? Uh, a um, group collaborative podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Put the Oprah seal of approval um, on on our logo now. Um, but yeah, dude. So I was like thinking like the future of our podcast, like going forward, you know, because obviously like it's 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 a lot easier during football season. I will say that because we all three live and breathe and die football. Yeah, oh, that's number one. Veins, and it's gonna be a little bit more difficult, I guess, to you know come up with you know, you know, topics and stuff like that, you know, just stuff to talk about. Cause we could literally like for the last four months, just, you know, turn the camera on, start recording and then just talk. And we could get an hour and a half of content just, just off the top. So, I mean, there's definitely, I'm going to have to start watching basketball. I'm not really happy about that, but I'm going to have to start watching basketball. Um, so March Madness soon. So we just got to get a couple weeks here. We got March Madness. Cannot wait for March Madness brackets. They're coming. Um, we're going to have conference championships or even before that. And that's when I start watching college basketball's conference championships. So that'll be here in, in the next week or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you we're sucking wind on football, the USFL did have a draft the other day and Shea Patterson went number one. I mean, if that don't fire you up, I don't know. What <laughs> okay. And they're going to play football here in about a month and a half. And also I saw something about the, from that draft, uh, Paxton Lynch got drafted in the 12th. He, he was the last, he, yeah, he was the Mr. Irrelevant quarterback. That's nuts. Dude, first goes from first round pick for the to be the heir apparent to what well, I guess he wasn't the heir apparent to Peyton Manning, but pretty damn closely removed from Peyton Manning. Um and now you're a twelfth round pick. I Brock remember Eisweiler. When, yeah, the the legend. I remember when uh Paxton Lynch, like his rookie season, because like a lot of people were calling for him to play and he wasn't playing, wasn't playing, wasn't playing. And then that one story mm-hmm. came out that uh, I forget who the coach was. I wonder, was it was it Gary Kubiak? Probably. I want to say it was. Um, there was like a report came out that he was uh, that Paxton Lynch was too interested in playing Fortnite and not more about football. Like hell yeah, unbelievable. Man. I mean, I, season one, two, Fortnite. You kidding me? I think I'd yeah. have to do the same thing. 
Facts, facts, facts. I mean, I bet his Fortnite locker right is time nutty. I bet it's nutty. Oh, absolutely. He has all the scans. All the all hmm. the OG scans. You think he has Black Knight? I bet he does. He's got to. Got to. That's he has to. How are you gonna be in the how are you gonna be a pro athlete out of that? Yeah, facts. And play the game cool. Facts no printer. I mean, we'll be here pretty soon here with the football coverage, but Facts and Lynch, I hope he shows up fat. Honestly. That'd be so cool if he just like had a beer gut. Yeah. Completely Is this the whole James Harden? Oh, yeah. I mean, all these guys got drafted. What have they been doing? What's Shea Patterson been doing? He's gone from Michigan for three years. What has he been doing? Paxton Lynch been out of the league for three years, at least. Yeah. What's Just hanging out, to? man. Just hanging out. Playing Fortnite. All right. Well, Deep Shot Podcast episode 71, signing out. See you we'll soon. see you guys next time. Maybe with, uh, with another host. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see if, we, if he can make time. But.